You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Our first meeting of the year, and we're expectant. We know that God has a word for us. And when the Lord spoke this word to me, look, my heart has been bursting. I've been, I've been so overwhelmed just by his love for us, by the fact that he He's mindful of us. You know, he considers us. He's not a God who doesn't care when things happen to us. He's not a God who is unaware of what we are going through, but he's a God who is very mindful. His mind is full of us. And so even when we're not in a good place or when we're going through difficulties or when we're going through challenges, he's the God who sends his word. He sends his word so that he can heal us, so that he can deliver us, and so that he can take us to the next level. And so I'm thankful for his word this morning. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for every single person here who is here and who you have brought to this place today to hear your word. And for those who would listen later, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would grant me fresh grace to break your word so that the eyes of your people will open even as your word is broken before them this morning in the name of Jesus. Let every heart here be receptive to hear you. Let there be healing that takes place today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. So welcome everyone. All protocol observed. I'm not calling anyone by name, but you're all welcome. Every single one of you. Amen. So this morning, the Lord gave me a word for us. And he gave me a word which I titled, The Comfort of the Lord. The Comfort of the Lord. Amen. And I was thinking, wow, Lord, first meeting of the year, you know, it wasn't the line I was thinking we were going to go, but this is what the Lord brought to me, the comfort of the Lord. And so when um, we talk about comfort, we, we usually, when we talk about comforting a person, we usually think of bereavement. And if you look at this time that we're in, you know, I think, I believe each person here on this platform, each person has someone that has lost another person, that has lost a loved one, lost a family member, lost a friend. And at this time, the Lord is comforting his people. There is no... I don't think there's any deeper loss than when you lose someone close to you, you lose someone you love. You know, it's so interesting that you can even listen to the news and just hear, oh, this person died. You don't even know them, (laughs) but your heart breaks for the family of that person. When 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 my dad died, wow, it was, Uh, the most difficult time for me. And it just used to boggle my mind how sometimes even uh, a while after that, I I might just be walking or something and suddenly it's like I'm hitting my guts and I, you know, double over and I feel terrible. And then I feel the hand of the Lord, the embrace of the Lord on me. So comfort, we know the Holy Spirit as our comforter. We know him as one who comforts us when we go through things. And like I said, there is probably no deeper loss than bereavement, than someone dying. But I wanna touch on every aspect of of, uh, uh, grief, every aspect of trouble, every, every area that requires the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So you may be experiencing grief, bereavement, but you may be troubled. There may be something else going on in your life where you require the comfort of God, where you require the Lord, the Holy Spirit himself to come and bring comfort to you. If you are in that place today, you are the very person I'm speaking to. And you are the one the Lord is wanting to comfort today. Because you see, you need to be comforted so that you can actually stand up and possess your possession. Listen, you cannot rise up. You cannot do the things the Lord wants you to do if you're not comforted. If you are in a place where you are not able to do anything, where you you just feel, you know, terrible about everything that is going on in your life. But God is saying, comfort, comfort my people, 
comfort, comfort. I have come to comfort my people so they can rise up from where they are. Amen. I want to read 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. Okay. I'll read it in the NIV. And in NIV says, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. He says, he's the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And the Bible says that he comforts us in all our troubles, not in one, not in any specific area or in just one area where we all know that we need comfort. You know, we talk about comfort, we're thinking just one area, but he says he comforts us in all our trouble so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Amen. Isaiah 40, verse one and two, I wanna read that quickly. Isaiah 40 says, comfort, comfort my people says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord, uh, from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. It says comfort, comfort says the Lord, speak tenderly, proclaim to her that her heart service has been completed, amen. Comfort my people. The Lord's comfort is not just sorry. You know, because when we meet someone who has experienced something bad, who has lost someone or something, lost opportunities, lost a job. When we, when we encounter someone who needs comfort, what we usually do or say is, you know, sorry, or, you know, you try to find a way to encourage them. But the Lord's comfort is not just saying sorry. And I, I, want, I want us to see today, that's what he wants to bring to us, the fact that when I come to comfort you, my comfort will not be giving you tissues. It will not just be wiping your tears. When I comfort you, my comfort comes with so much more. Hallelujah. I want us to read um, Job chapter 2. When we look at the book of Job chapter 2, you will see how his friends came to comfort him. And I think his friends are like us. When we come to comfort, we'll probably comfort in the same way. And so in Job chapter 2, from verse 11, to 13, it says here, when Job's friends, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shushite, the Shuhite, and Zopah the Nematite heard all about the troubles that had come upon him, they set out from their homes and they met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and to comfort him. And when they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. And they began to weep aloud and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. They went to comfort him. When they saw how terrible the situation is, they, they, all they did was weep with him. They tore their clothes, they put dust on their heads. They sat seven days and seven nights. They sat there mourning with him, not saying a word, probably just crying, just, you know, sighing. Hmm. Oh Lord, how did this happen? And all of that. They spent time sitting and saying nothing. A comfort that yes, you know, when, if you have someone you've lost or someone that has had a bad experience that you go to sit with, you're, Presence there, it, 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 it makes a difference. Don't get me wrong. It makes a difference. But I'm, I'm just showing you that when God comes to comfort, he doesn't just sit with you and sigh. He doesn't just look at you 
and saying, hmm, hmm. For the whole period, he's not saying, oh, no, when God comes comfort, he comes in a different way. Amen. And so I saw how God comforts in scripture. You know, when you've been through trouble, when you've been through a situation, you don't come out of it empty-handed with God. When God comes to comfort you after your troubles, when he comes to comfort you, when you've been in a, in a place of loss, in a, in a terrible place, when he comes to comfort you, he does not come to comfort you empty-handed. His comfort is restorative. It is not empty. When he comes to comfort you, he takes you from that place of grief, whatever the area of grief is. And like I said before, the worst area of grief is when you've lost a loved one. And, 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 you know, when I look even at the story of Job, oh, sometimes I'm not even so pleased with how everything went. Yes, he lost his sons and, and God gave him sons again and daughters. And I'm thinking, I, 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 if I'm the one, I want my first set of children, you know. So I know that it can be uh, uh, a very delicate subject you know when it comes to God restoring and all of that and the fact that okay you've lost something very dear and he brings restoration but listen to me God is saying to us that when I come to comfort you after a loss when I come to comfort you my comfort is restorative you never get out of trouble empty-handed amen if we look at Exodus you, you look at the children of Israel they had suffered intense hardship they had suffered and like i said so many people different people can be going through different things you can be going through some forms of hardship you can be experiencing a long wait you've been trusting god god has spoken something for a long time nothing has happened you're like abraham god spoke to him at 75 it took another 25 years for him to have a child you know, so you can, you can be, your experience, your troubles might be diverse as we are all different here. Our troubles might be different, but listen to me, when you are coming out of it, God will make sure you don't come out of it empty-handed. And I think that is such great news. That is already comforting to me to know that even though I am afflicted, even though there are things happening, in my life, in your life, that at the end of the day, when the Lord comes to comfort us, we're not going to, to remain the way we were. Hallelujah. It will not just be our tears being dried, but it will be a restoration for us. Amen. These Israelites, they suffered. They suffered such hardship. They suffered in the hands of the Egyptians. Those guys were brutal. They, you know, they were so wicked to them. They went through a lot in their hands. And I want to read just a little of that. If we look in the book of Exodus chapter one, I just want to read verse 14. Exodus chapter one. Verse 14 says, and they made their lives bitter. Let me go from 13. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. They made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. And all their service in which they made them serve was a rigor. I want to read it in the NIV, it says, they made their lives bitter with harsh labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. And in all their harsh labor, the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly. <laughs> Those guys were miserable. The Israelites were miserable. They were broken in spirit. They were, you know, they had gone through so much and they were asking themselves, and I'm so sure they were asking, but where is this God? Where is this God? They had cried on the Lord. Like, Lord, are you not seeing what we're going through? These guys treated them so badly that the Bible says they were broken in spirit. Let me read Exodus 6 from verse 6 to 9. It says, therefore, 
say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. This was when Moses uh, came, you know, when the Lord spoke to him. And the Lord said, I'm the Lord. I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. And I'll redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will tell, I will take you as my own people and I'll be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I, I just love this part. He says, I'll bring you to the land that I saw with uplifted hand. You know, uh, uh, when you're swearing, <laughs> you lift your hand. And the Lord swore that I will give you this land. And Moses reported this to the Israelites. The Bible says, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and their harsh labor. Because of everything they were experiencing, they did not listen to him. And, you know, even as a pastor, even as a pastor, I know what it's like when people are going through all sorts and when they've been waiting for so long and, and they're in a state and you're trying to encourage them and they're not really listening. You're telling them, you know what? God will come through. Or maybe the Lord has been saying something for a long time. And we are there saying, Lord, this is what God is saying he will do. This is what he, he says he will do. He's going to, 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 you know, to give us the land. He's going to do this. You know, there's so much God has said. And then you're not seeing it. And instead, what you're experiencing is contrary to what God is saying. And so when you're in that position, sometimes someone can speak to you and try to encourage you and try to give you the word of God again. And when the word is coming, you're like, please, please, I really don't need to hear the word. There's some people I tell you that at the beginning of the year, when you're saying this is the year of this, I don't want to hear the year of anything. Let's just carry on with this year. Because for so many years, I've been hearing is the year of is the year. So there are situations, there are times people can go through certain things that even when God sends his word, they just say, I'm too discouraged. I don't want to hear anymore. They are broken in spirit. Now, here is the thing. If you are broken in spirit, if you are someone that has gone through so much that your spirit is broken, that you're, it is difficult for you to, to take the word. I promise you, even as I'm speaking, there could be people here who are like, oh, honestly, I just came for this meeting so that it won't be that I didn't come, but I've just been hearing God the same thing over and over. When is he going to come through? And your spirit is broken. You are the very person that I'm talking to today. The Lord is saying comfort. He's speaking comfort to you today. He's speaking comfort, just like he spoke comfort, just like he sent Moses to comfort his people. So I said that when the Lord comforts you, it's not just about saying sorry. He does something about it. When, the, when it was time to comfort his people, he sent Moses to deliver them. And I like the fact that when they were leaving Egypt, <laughs> the Lord made sure, I told you his comfort is restorative. The Lord made sure that they did not leave there empty-handed. He told them, go to your masters. Go to the very people who treated you badly. Go to the ones who were harsh towards you. Go to the ones who made you feel like nothing. Go to those masters and get all of their gold, get their silver, get their clothing. And the Bible says that they plundered, they plundered them. I, I want to read that if I can find it quickly. Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 and 36. It says the Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians, hallelujah. I think sometimes we don't, we don't see the weight of this, of, of plundering the Egyptians, the same people, the same, can you imagine the people who, you know, treated them like dirt, like nothing, like rubbish. The people who behaved, and I'm sure they were not even able to just speak to them like normal humans. 
you know, they were always subservient. Oh, yes, sir, and all of that. Yet, the same people went and said, your gold, please. Your silver, I will take that. That, you know, the dress you wore yesterday, give it to me. They collected everything. They plundered Egypt. The Lord made sure that all the suffering they went through in the hands of the Egyptians did not go without a reward, did not go without the comfort of the Lord. They took everything. The Bible says that for your trouble, you will get double. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to read Isaiah 61 in the message translation. He says, because you got a double dose of trouble, more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy go on forever. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because you got double dose, you got more than your trouble or, or your dosage of trouble. You got up, you were someone, you were ready to do the will of God. You were ready to do what God had called you to do. You went somewhere. You went, you, you know, you got into an organization. You're very sure the Lord sent you there. You went into a land. You're very sure the Lord sent you, you know, and, and instead of, uh, 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 you know, uh, being uh, welcome, you get trouble. People get threatened by you. You see, the Egyptians were threatened by the Israelites. And that's why the oppression started. And so instead of you to begin to experience enlargement and, and the wonderful things God has spoken, instead you start experiencing trouble, double trouble, more than you deserve. The Lord says, I will give you double for that trouble. Amen. Your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy will go on forever. That is what happens when the Lord comes in to comfort you. When he comes to embrace you, it is not just the feel of his embrace. It is a fact that he begins to restore certain things. It is the fact that certain things that have eluded you for so long will begin to come and you wonder, wow, is this happening to me? When God begins to comfort you, you begin to receive double for every trouble, for everything you went through, you will begin to restore double of it. Amen. I don't know if there's anyone receiving this word, even right now, because this is what the Lord is saying to you. This is the comfort he's bringing to you. This is a comfort he's bringing to any single woman on this platform today, any man that will listen to this, who is saying, I've been in too much trouble. My life has been chaotic. My life has been one trouble after the other. But the Lord is speaking comfort, comfort over you. Comfort, comfort over you. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. When God comforts you, 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 you forget, and I've talked about this before, you forget your previous trouble. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I've said it many times. I, I've said when a woman is in labor, <laughs> when she's in labor, she's in so much pain. But when she births that child, when she gives birth, that is comfort, by the way. When she gives birth, the pain, all of the things she went through, she forgets it. She, I'm 100% sure she forgets it because I've been through it. And I know that even after labor, after labor, I forgot. During labor, I'm like, I will never come back to this room. I will never put myself in this position again. Where I have to labor is not going to happen. But I went back two more times, three children. Why did I go back? Because I forgot what happened the first time. Why? Because I had been filled with so much joy. My labor, my travail had been rewarded. I had been comforted by being, by birthing a, a healthy baby girl, by birthing a healthy child. I was comforted. When the Lord begins to comfort you, you forget the troubles of the past. I want to say this to you because look, 
As a pastor, I talk to so many people, different kinds of people with different situations. And I know people who have tried to take their own lives because of the trouble that they are in. I'm saying to you, don't do anything you will forever regret. Why? Because the Lord himself is coming to comfort you. And when he comforts you, you will forget the things that was driving you to make such a decision. The God we serve is coming in. Look, whatever it is, whether, you know, there's some people, they've toiled and toiled, whether it's academically, I don't care how you've toiled or in what area. I said to you, comfort is in every area where you have been troubled. Whatever your trouble is, the Lord is bringing you comfort today to the place where you will forget the things that happened before. So don't do anything rash. Don't give up so quickly. Don't sit back and, and think, oh, nothing is going to happen. I promise you, God is comforting you and so much is going to happen. Amen. You will forget. Let's look at Joseph. If we look in Genesis chapter 41, verse 51 and 52, it says, and Joseph named his first son Manasseh and said, it is because the Lord has made me forget all my trouble and all, in all, and all my father's household. And the second son, he, he named Ephraim and said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Joseph named his, his first son Manasseh and said, it is because the Lord has made me forget all my troubles, hallelujah. There are things, you know, when God begins to, to comfort you, he'll make you forget, you, you'll be having many Manasses. He said, this one Manasseh, because the Lord made me forget. This is a guy who went through so much. This guy, you all know the story. You know how he was hated by his own brethren. Are you hated by your brethren? Don't worry. The Lord himself is comforting you. He was hated. He was thrown into a pit. He was taken out of the pit, sold into slavery. He, he was sexually harassed by a cougar. He was imprisoned for something he did not do. He went through so much while his mates were living good lives. While his mates, who were not even as righteous as he is, were enjoying their lives and, and having girlfriends and all those things, he was suffering. He was going through plenty. This is a guy who had seen visions, who had had dreams, whom the Lord had spoken about, great things about. Yet, look at the troubles that he went through. And after all his trouble, he looked and the Lord delivered him from all his trouble. And he became second in command to Pharaoh. And, and the Lord snapped you know, he, he, oh my word. When you read the scripture and you see that when he was gathering grain, he was gathering grain. The Bible says that he gathered so much grain that it was innumerable. He, he, they could no longer, you know, uh, 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 record or count how much they had, there was, it, there, it was not too much. They were not even recording. So after that, and this same guy had children, two children, you know, he, I believe he looked at himself. He looked at himself. He looked and he says, uh, is this me? Is this me? Am I the same Joseph? Is it me after everything that I went through? Is it me? And he, and, and he named his son. He says, God has made me forget. God has, he has caused me to forget the, the sufferings that I went through. He has caused me to forget the pain, the shame that I went through. And I want you to know that that is your portion. The God of all comfort is coming to comfort each and everyone in trouble. The God of all comfort is speaking comfort, comfort. 
He's speaking and he's saying to each and every one of us, instead of your pain and instead of your shame, I have seen the shame, I have seen the pain, I have seen the disappointments, I have seen the toil, I have seen how much you have worked, I have seen your labor, I have seen how you were not appreciated, I have seen all of those things and I've come to comfort you. And my comfort does not come empty. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So you may be crying different in different areas. You may be crying. You may be, you know, uh, you may be saying, Lord, you know, I've been in a terrible place in my life. But God is saying, I've come to comfort you. I will comfort you. I will comfort you. I will, I will take you from where you were to where I, I spoke to you about. And I will take you even beyond. You know, when I was preparing, I believe this is a word even for someone. And the Lord was speaking so strongly and, and just reminding me of, of Abraham and how this guy had to wait for so long. Even after the Lord had spoken to him, he first time, you know, the Lord was saying to him, I think in Genesis 12, he says, I will give your offspring your offspring. I'll give one child, I'll give your offspring this land. That was the land of Canaan. She said, I'll give your offspring. And this guy waited and waited and waited. Some chapters after, in fact, 10 years after was when his wife, Sarah, decided to give uh, her, her maid to him. 10 years, because she had waited for some time and nothing had happened. But what was interesting to me, because I know you know the story, what was interesting to me was that every time, and I think it was three times the Lord came back to speak, every time the Lord came to speak to him again, the Lord added onto what he said before. <laughs> he added, he says, hmm, not just your offspring, your descendants, mm, they will be kings, they will be, you know, the Lord was adding. Meanwhile, he had not yet fulfilled the one he had already said. And, and when that came to me, I just felt that there, is, there are people, not even someone, there are people in this, in, in, uh, on this forum today that you've been waiting and the Lord has been speaking and speaking and speaking and you're still waiting for a performance. And instead of a performance, he keeps adding. The next time he comes again, or you find another man of God has spoken. <laughs> you know, you're having confirmation after confirmation, or he's even adding to, to, to what he's saying. You know, the Lord will say, first of all, maybe he says, I will do this for you. You know, something small. And then you haven't seen it. And he says, and this child will be mighty. And then you haven't seen it. Maybe you're trusting for the fruit of the womb or something. And you haven't seen that. And he expands it some more. And he keeps expanding it. Listen, the same way he came through for Abraham, even with all that he had said to him, the same way he came through, he will come through for you. He will comfort you in a way that will blow your mind. Today, look at Abraham. What greater comfort? Father of nations. Father of nations. And so when the Lord begins to comfort you, it will be beyond your imagination. So when he's speaking now and he, and he continues to add on to what he's saying, don't say, ah, Lord, I'm tired of hearing this. <laughs> I know that there are people in this house that have said that when God has spoken, you, you, you are almost saying, Lord, just say something else, please. Or I might be, you know, the pastor might be preaching something and he might be repeating something that the Lord has said or, and even say more and you say, mm, Pastor, we have not done this yet, or the, the Lord has not fulfilled this one yet. You're already bringing something new. We have an example in scripture, and we saw God perform even after a long wait. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter how long you waited. It doesn't matter what has happened. It doesn't matter what your discomfort is. God is speaking comfort. Hallelujah. I want to read Psalm 71 verse 19 listen you know some people can have opinions about you right now even in your place of distress in your place of trouble it, it, don't worry just wait on the comfort of the lord because when the lord comes and comforts you their tune will change their language will change they will become your cheerleaders and your supporters even though now they're probably saying things about you if god had really said oh if you are truly a woman of god if you were truly a man of god if you are truly a believer and all of those things they can say all sorts don't worry 
about what people say. God himself is going to come and comfort you. Amen. It says, your righteousness, God, in Psalm 71, verse 19 to 21. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, who is like you, God? Though you have made me see troubles. <laughs> Though you have made me see troubles. Yes, God has allowed us to see some troubles. Many and bitter. Bible says, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Hallelujah. Though you allowed me go through troubles. I want to announce to you that there are people here, the troubles that you're going through is not because you did something wrong. God allowed you to go through some of the troubles. And though you go through the troubles, the Lord himself will bring you honor and comfort. According to his word, he says, I will increase your honor and I will bring you comfort. Amen. I will comfort you once again. I will comfort you once again. I'm speaking to someone today. The Lord is saying to you, he will comfort you once again. He will increase your honor and he will comfort you once again. I think that is good news. And I received that word for myself. And I thank you, Lord, for your comfort upon my life. Thank you because you will increase my honor and you will comfort me once again. Hallelujah. He will comfort you once again. And the Bible says he will comfort you so that with the same comfort, you will comfort other people. You will comfort someone else. Glory be to God. Because uh, there are people who will need what you have received. So the way the Lord has comforted you, you'll be able to comfort someone else. Don't be careful what you say about people when they are going through troubles. Be careful how you make assumptions. Be careful how you jump to conclusions when the Lord is taking them through a process. It doesn't matter how long. Be careful the things you say when someone is going through troubles. Be very careful. The Lord is allowing you or showing you that even you can be like him to bring comfort to others. And I'll show you how he brings comfort or how you can bring comfort as well. But I'm saying, be careful. I know a man of God. He had someone in his church, a, a, a young girl who got pregnant out of wedlock. And oh my goodness, he said all kinds of things about her parents, not even the girl. He said all kinds of things, oh, the parents, they're useless. How did you allow it? How did you, how did they allow that happen? They, they were not, you know, they were not strict enough or they were not taking care of her. They were not watchful. Oh, they're always uh, all over the place. You know, I was embarrassed to even hearing that, you know, uh, a minister did not ha have a heart of compassion. I I'm not validating sin or anything but if anyone has not sinned let him cast the first stone and so instead of comforting and supporting parents that were distraught parents that did not know what to do with themselves you spoke badly about them you spoke badly about their parenting and all of that it wasn't too long after the same man of god experienced Look, when you think about the worst things that can happen, that your child can do to bring you shame, you think pregnancy out of wedlock was a shame. The things that, you know, the, not just one child, the children did, it brought so much shame to him and to, and to the, the wife. But what was interesting was that when that happened, they were not saying, oh, we are bad parents. Oh, what did we do wrong? No, it was the children. After everything we have taught you, this is how you're rewarded. But when it happened to somebody else, you were quick to judge them. You were quick to say it was bad parenting. When it happened to you, it is no longer bad parenting. Be careful how you judge people. You need to be compassionate towards people. When someone is going through troubles, 
You need to know how to say the right words, the words in season, the, the, the words that, can, that can, can nourish and strengthen that person and not to crush the spirit of that person. Be very, very careful. And so eventually, I mean, this uh, couple, they were comforted by the Lord. And I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, after that time, the smallest, if you have an issue, if your child or whatever, whatever challenge you have, they take it upon themselves. Why? Because now they have experienced the comfort of the Lord in, in an area. You know, sometimes when you haven't experienced something, and I don't blame you because you haven't gone through it, then, you know, you're quick to run your mouth and you can say, oh, what were they doing? Or, you know, why haven't you achieved yet? Or why aren't, why aren't you, you know, up here yet? And all of that. You, you're quick to say things because you're not there. But sometimes God will allow you. By the time you've gone through certain things and somebody else is facing it, you will comfort them with the same comfort. Hallelujah. You will, you will give to them. You will show mercy the same way he has shown mercy to you. I just, I think that was needed. I had to bring that out. Somebody needs that. Somebody needs to know that you are being comforted today so that you can also show comfort. Somebody needs to know that nobody has made you judge and jury over any life. Somebody needs to know that the way God loves his people, he loves his children. Look, what he's looking for is not that any man perish. It's not that any man should fall to be destroyed. He's looking for you to come to repentance. And so when something goes wrong, don't sit there and, and, and judge. Instead, show mercy and comfort. Glory be to God. I, I think that's needed to come. <laughs> when God begins to comfort you, even those who had all sorts to say about you become your friends. I want to read about Job here again, Job's friends this time. Remember when they came, they came to comfort him and they tore their clothes and cried and all that. They started that way. And then after some time, it changed to accusations. Remember I said, be very careful what you say. One minute they were crying. After that, they were accusing him, bad parenting. They, they talked about his children, their parenting, you, you know, they just accused him of all sorts of things. You are, you know, you have offended God and all of that. And the Bible says the Lord was angry. I think the last chapter of Job in Job 42, that Lord was angry with Job's friends because he had misrepresented him. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. How many times have you misrepresented God when you are judging people? How many times have you spoken? This is the reason why you are going through what you are going through. And God is saying, who sent you? Is that what I asked you to say? Who told you? That Job is going through what he's going through because of this and because of that. How many times have we represented, misrepresented God? As ministers, as children of God, as leaders, whoever you are. How many times have you spoken what God has not said? Because suddenly you are holier than thou. Suddenly you know better. Suddenly you are without sin. So these guys, God was angry with them for not for misrepresenting and, and saying and speaking contrary to who, uh, to who God is, to God's nature. And God was saying, only Job, Job spoke well about me. And the Lord said, go and make sacrifices. All right? Uh, and then ask Job to pray for you. Make sacrifices, ask Job to pray for you. And I'm going to read from verse 10 of chapter 42. It says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him all over, uh, consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. Hallelujah. 
When, <laughs> when Job had prayed for his friends, when the Lord, the Bible said, when the Lord restored his fortune, when the Lord comforted Job and restored him, the same people who were talking bad, they came. When the Lord begins to comfort you, people will come around you and they'll begin to give you things. Look, the Bible says each person, his brothers, his sisters, and everyone who had known him before, every single one who had known him before, I cannot imagine the number of people that came to him. He says, everyone who had known him before, they all came and they comforted him and consoled him. And here's the real comfort. <laughs> Remember I told you, when God comforts, he's restorative. God just, he, they did not come this time uh, in sackcloth and ashes. They did not come this time tearing their clothes. When they came, because the Lord had comforted him, when they came to comfort him, they brought gold. <laughs> they brought silver. They brought gold rings. They brought all kinds of things for him. They came to bless him. When the Lord comforts you, it comes with blessings. And let me just pause here and say to us, even as we comfort people, if you know someone who is in trouble, let your comfort not end with sorry. Take something. Amen. This is family. We can talk, right? When you hear someone is going through something or this has happened, this one has lost her job. Don't just say, I'm praying for you. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry to hear you lost your job. Do something. Comfort like the Lord will comfort. Take that person food. Do something. Don't just sit and judge the person. Do something to assist that person. Someone has lost a loved one. Great, you're, you're sitting, you're, you're crying, you're grieving with that person. That is awesome, but there's funeral to plan. There are things that need to be done. Comfort them, take things to them, assist them. That is how the Lord comforts. So these guys who before, when they were come, they were going to uh, comfort Job, they were, you know, crying, and then later even started accusing, you know, those are stages, hey, especially when things are not changing. Glory be to God. When initially things look okay, or, or you, maybe you fall into some kind of trouble and people are happy to support you, or what, what's your misfortune? And then it's not changing. After some time, when there isn't any change, they're like, ah, the God that I know cannot keep you in this position for long. What God do you know? What God do you know? The God that I know now, have you checked the scriptures? Have you seen how many years those Israelites were in Egypt? Over 400 years in Egypt. What God do you know will not keep you in that position? Sometimes he allows you. But then he comes to comfort you. So those guys went from crime to um, accusations. But when they came to comfort like the Lord will comfort, they brought things. They came to bless him. When he comes to comfort you from your trouble, he, you know, you get blessed, all right? You get blessed. The Bible says, Isaiah 51 verse three, it says the Lord will surely, and I'm speaking that over you today. I'm ending just now. I'm speaking it over you. The Lord will comfort Zion. So to you, put your name there. The Lord will comfort Uba and will look with compassion on all her ruins. Amen. Whatever area that you've experienced ruins, the Lord will comfort you. He will look towards your ruins with compassion and he will make her desert <laughs> like Eden. Hallelujah. He will make your desert, the dry place like Eden. Are you receiving this today? <laughs> Speak it to yourself. The Lord will make my desert like Eden, my wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in me, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Glory be to God. Can we read it one more time? With your name in it, I trust that you're reading it. The Lord will surely comfort Uba and will look with compassion on her ruins. He will make me, he will make my deserts like Eden, 
Amen. And my wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in me. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, because the Lord is not just saying he will come, but he says he will surely, he will certainly comfort Zion. He will certainly comfort me. He will certainly comfort Psychophat. So he will certainly comfort to me. He will certainly comfort Icona. He will certainly comfort Carol. The Lord will certainly comfort Edith. He will certainly comfort us. No matter where we've been and what we have been through, surely the Lord will comfort us and our dry places will begin to flourish and it will be like Eden. Glory be to God. Uh, Psalm 126 verse 1 and uh, to 6 says, when the Lord restored and God is restoring because he's comforting, I told you that his comfort comes with restoration. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Glory be to God. You forget, remember I said you forget the past. You forget what you went through. The Lord gave you amnesia. The Lord makes you forget. We're like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, glory be to God. The Lord has done great things for them. It will be said about you. It will be said about me, the Lord has done great things because the Lord has restored my fortunes. The Lord has done, people will look and they will say, oh, the Lord has done great things. People that remember when you were in trouble because the Lord has comforted you, they will sing together and they will say, the Lord has done great things. People that saw you toil for years while others overtook you. You know, it, it, think about someone who is studying medicine, for instance, and, and someone who is doing something else. And, and everyone else has gone their way. They forgot they even went to school. You are still there. You are toiling. You are sweating. You're, you're going through the most. You are really, really going through all. When the Lord begins to comfort you, <laughs> when it's all said and done, and the Lord begins to comfort you, the story is different. Amen. Our tongues will sing songs of joy. I want you to declare that my tongue will sing songs of joy. Amen. Then it shall be said among them, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. And those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with the songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Hallelujah. The Lord will comfort every nation midrand. Hallelujah. The Lord will comfort us for every time that we, we have been moving around like nomads. We don't have a place to use. The Lord will comfort us. Hallelujah. Is there someone who is in agreement with me today? Is there someone who will say, yes, Lord, you will comfort us, not just as individuals, not just as a family, but as a church. You will comfort us, amen, for every trial and every tribulation, for every discomfort, for every loss that we have had, the Lord will comfort us. Glory be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When the Lord comforts us, you know, and now I'm speaking even as a church, you know how the children of Israel, uh, uh, when they cried to the Lord, they said, we want meat. They just said, we want meat. The next day, the next day, quail all over the place for them. More than enough, more than enough. The same God who sent quail to them is the same God who will give more than enough to us, even as a church. He will give more, more than enough resources, buildings. We've been chucked out from one building to the other, but listen to me. He will give us more than enough. We'll have building for this and building for that and building for that. The Lord himself will comfort us. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I want, I want us to, you know, just lift up our voices at this time especially if you know that you are in need of comfort from the Lord. To say, Lord, you said you are here to comfort us. Isn't it amazing? At the beginning of the year, he says, I'm starting off with comfort. 
I know that you've been through a lot. I know you've gone through a lot of loss. I know you've gone through a lot of trouble. I know, I know it's a new year and you were hoping that the things that you were going through in 2020 ended with 2020, but somehow it's still in 2021. He's saying, I'm aware of all of that and I'm here to comfort you. The Lord will comfort you. Hallelujah. I want us to unmute, lift up our, your voice and begin to declare, Lord, thank you for your comfort. I receive comfort even at this time in the name of Jesus. Come on, can I hear you? Thank you. Amen and amen. We're going to pray again. Even as the Lord said to me, you, 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 you will not come out of trouble empty-handed. You will not come out of any trouble empty. You will not come out of any difficulty. You will not come out of any challenge. You will not come out of any anything that you went through that brought you shame. You will not come out of it empty-handed. And so you know the areas that you know you you've you've experienced pain, you've, you know, the areas where you have encountered trouble, the areas where you, you, you know, the enemy has, has been prevailing, where he has sat and well, he thought he was prevailing. He didn't know God just allowed you for such a time as this. You want to begin to declare, I am not coming out empty handed because of the comfort of the Lord has come to comfort me. I want you to begin to declare, I will not come out empty handed from this trial from this situation, I will not come out of it empty-handed. I could not have gone through everything 
and come out empty-handed. I will not come out of it empty-handed. I want us to begin to declare today for every situation you found yourself in, I will not come out empty-handed because the Lord has comforted me. Come on, unmute and let's begin to pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This word is an anchor for you. This word will anchor you so that you do not drift away. It will anchor you so that you do not, the enemy does not whisper things that will cause you to go where the Lord has not ordained for you to go. It will anchor you until you experience the comfort of the Lord. This word is an anchor for your soul. It is an anchor for your soul. It is an anchor for you who have been waiting on the Lord for so long. This is an anchor. You will not drift away. We will not look for you. We will not search for you because you drifted away. We will not wonder what happened to this person because they went through so much problems and so much trouble that they drifted away, they disappeared. This word is an anchor for your soul. And so I want you to begin to declare, I am anchored by the word of God. I am anchored. I am anchored. I'm hooked onto God. I am hooked onto God. I'm hooked onto his word. I will not drift away. I am hooked onto his word. Listen, I need you to pray this prayer because by the spirit, I know that there are some people that were already drifting. The Lord himself is anchoring you back. This word has come to hook you, to anchor you so that you continue to believe and you continue to trust while you wait on his comfort. Amen. So begin to declare, I am anchored by this word. I am anchored by this word in the name of Jesus. Can you speak it? Can you declare it now in the name of Jesus? I'm anchored in the is this anger is an word is an anger to my soul it is an anger it is anger to my soul my soul is angered it is in the Lord yes I will not drift away I will not drift away it is anger to my soul it is anger to my soul it is anger to my soul 
in the name of Jesus, the children of Israel, they cried and they cried unto the Lord. They cried because of their affliction. They cried because of the pain. They cried because of all that they had been going through. And the Lord answered them. He comforted them. For everyone who has been crying out to the Lord, I want you to know that his ears are not deaf. He hears you. His hands are not short. It is outstretched to not only deliver you, but to comfort you. And so I'm declaring over every single person here today who is going through one area of distress or the other, I'm declaring over anyone who is experiencing any form of trouble. I'm declaring over everyone who has been waiting for so long and is getting despondent, is getting tired, is getting weary. I'm speaking by the word of God and I'm speaking his comfort over you now in the name of Jesus. I speak his comfort over you in the name of Jesus. That comfort that is restorative in the name of Jesus. The comfort that will elevate you. When the Lord comforts you, he takes you from nothing to greatness. The Lord comforts you and you begin to stand before great men. The Lord comforts you and he positions you in a place of greater influence. You think you are doing great now. When the Lord comforts you, you are going to do far beyond what you have imagined. Your reach will be so far. And so I'm speaking that comfort to you now. And I'm also speaking peace to your heart, peace to your soul, peace to your soul, wherever anyone whose soul, there's a quaking, there's a quaking, a shaking in your soul. There's that anxiety. There's that thing, you know, there's a tremor. You are shaking and it feels like, am I able to make it even till tomorrow? Can I continue? But I'm speaking peace to you and I'm declaring that the word that has come forth today anchors you. In the name of Jesus, you will not go, you will not drift to where the Lord has not ordained for you to drift to. You will not go in the direction that the enemy has been luring you to go. In the name of Jesus, receive the comfort of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Comfort in every area, comfort on all sides in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God. I give you praise and I give you glory for each one here. Thank you for sending this word. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for loving us that you came, Father God, with a word of comfort for us. Thank you because you are mindful of us. You, are, you, you do not ignore. You don't see what happens to us and turn to the other side and turn a blind eye. But you look on us, oh God, with compassion and you look on us with love. And so we thank you, Father God, for your love, the outpouring of your love towards us today. We give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you, Father God, as a family. Thank you as individuals. Thank you as a church that you are comforting us, that you are comforting us, oh God. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.